With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Transparent Truth proudly presents the Friday Morning Matchup Show with Coach Greg Biggins. <laughs> welcome, welcome. It's the Transparent Truth Matchup Show. It's your boy, Coach Keith. I'm in the building. GB, my partner in crime is here. What up, boy? I'm fired up, Keith. I'm ready to go. It's the matchup show, man. We got some great games, baby. Our second matchup show we're here recording live. Our Friday show. We're excited about this week's matchups. Week zero was very good. Bosco Aquinas, Jay Sarah, Cajon, Upland had some really good games, really good players. But this is week one matchup show. Okay, not week zero, week one. We got some great games set for you. So without further ado, GB, get us started. I think this week might be even better. We got potentially four of the top ten teams in the country going head-to-head. Four top ten teams going head-to-head. That's nice. Let's start off with Paraclete versus Helix. Okay. Helix is the number one team in San Diego. Great secondary. Sure. Isaac Taylor Stewart, Rashad Scott, both of them showed out last week. Carson Baker, very good quarterback. Yep. Paraclete, we know what they have. Brevin White at quarterback, big game last week. Oh, yeah. Melquan Stovall, sure. the freshman running back. Coach Dean Harrington said, you know what? We have a great high school line, which is perfect. Nothing right. wrong with that at all. You don't need five D1 guys. They Absolutely. got a high school linemen. They're going to be really, really good. That's going to be an honorable game. This is going to be a tough game, I think, for Paraclete because Helix is, is not just athletic, but they're big up front. Sure. Uh, if anybody can design an offense to beat Helix, it would be Dean Harrington. I think it might be tough. Helix is going to be really good. Who are you taking? The homer in me wants to take Paraclete. The realist in me wants to take Helix. If I had to flip a coin, I'm probably going to say Helix. Okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Well, here's one thing I do know. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. Dean Harrington is not a guy that gets hit. His offense doesn't get stopped very often. And Helix, they've got explosive athletes. So I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I'm going to take Paraclete 42 Helix, 37. 42 to 37. Okay? That's, That's fair. my score. I like that. I like that. Yep. How about Oaks Christian versus Edison? Yep. Obviously, Oaks took it on the chin from Shamana last week. I'm hoping they come out mean and angry. And especially if they heard you going off on them on Wednesday, they got to be fired up. They got to be ready to go. Edison is good. Edison's always tough. Very well coached, disciplined team. They have a quarterback in Griffin O'Connor. They rallied last week to beat a pretty solid Tesoro team. Does Oaks bounce back this week against Edison? What do you think? You know, it's going to be interesting, but I can tell you one thing. And this is to that Oaks defense, and in particular, those two high-profile players and also the the young Calvert brother. I need you to dig deep and come up with some intestinal fortitude and play with great energy and intensity and passion and come out and put a better showing together this week. The sign of a great football player, Greg, is a guy who makes others around him better. We didn't get to see that from anybody from Oaks Christian last week. Your energy has got to be infectious to your teammates. 
Your intensity has to rub off on the guys around you. I'm looking for Oaks to bounce back and play better defense this week, but I got them losing. Edison with the win. You know what? It, what would help Oaks? I I think they got a good running back in Charbonnet. Really like him. I, I like him. I think he's I think he's got a lot of good things going. For size, skill set is very good. If they can run the ball effectively, yeah, you keep that defense off the field. I think that helps you out a lot. I think Edison. I'd probably pick Edison as well. But uh, I want to see Charbonnet run the football effectively. I want to see them eat the clock up. Yeah, I want to see them win the time of possession battle. I think they got a chance. How about Servite versus American Fork? Team out of Utah. Sure, Utah team. I don't know a ton about American Fork, but what I know about Servite, I like. I'm taking Servite. Oh, I like everything about them. There's no up question front, about skill it. skill set on both yep. sides of the ball. Yeah, I mean, they got athletes. They're physical up front. They got size. They got a quarterback. They got two quarterbacks that can deliver the pill. Um, they got playmakers in the secondary, outside of receivers. They got a solid running game. Like Servite, I'm taking them against American Fork. I'm taking Servite to do a little damage in that trend league. Watch what I tell you, Greg. They're going to upset somebody. Yeah, no, I heard you. I hear what you're saying. About Rancho Cucamonga is taking on Norco, which is a, a really good Solid game. game. Very yeah. good game. Uh, Servite, he just mentioned, beat Norco last week. No shame in that. Rancho Cucamonga is back. I don't want to say they're better than last year because last year was their best team ever. But Rancho is very good. They have the Costa, an experienced quarterback. They got a dynamic running back. They're deep in the secondary, and they're athletic in their front seven. I think Travis Dye is a heck of a running back for Narco. I like their line up front. I, I just think Rancho has a little too much. I'm going with Rancho in this game. What a great battle of two really good running backs. Both guys can do it all as a deep back in the backfield. They've got dynamic playmaking ability. They can move around in space and make guys miss. They can run with power. They got the open field of speed and acceleration to turn a corner. Two super running backs playing in one game. If you're a ticket holder, you're a fan, this might be a game you want to attend. Dollars is dynamic, like you said. He's got great ability in space. Die. He's a do-it-all threat in the backfield. He can run it, catch it, block it. Oregon commit. It's going to be a great game. I'm going to take Rancho Cucamonga, though, more athletic team, the longer team. I think they get the job done versus Norco. Norco starts off the season 0-2. Yeah, and I like Jeremiah Cradell playing both ways. And we talked about before, I like it when your best skill guys are playing both ways. I get it. If you have enough depth, maybe you don't want to you want to rest guys and make them just play one way. But, man, if you have a guy who's a, le- a really, really good athletic corner, he should be a pretty good receiver as well. Cradell made some plays last week, kind yeah, of touchdown did. pass. Yeah, so did. I think uh, I think Rancho is really good. How about Orange Lou? They came out of the gate really strong last week. They're taking on Cathedral Catholic, who lost last week to San Clemente. Right. Um, I like Orange Lou in this matchup. I think uh, I think Cathedral lost a little bit too much. I think Orange Lou. They looked like dynamic. First play of the game, JoJo Hawkins. Should have yeah. mentioned him in our top performers. He took the first play of the game, little wide receiver screen, went 78 yards. Man, yeah. he is so fast. 10 6 7, yeah. 100 meters as a sophomore. Right. To what's he going to be running as a senior? 10 2, 10 3? Yeah, I mean, the kid can roll. He can go. Lamarada's kind of slow. But, <laughs> but I'm just but looking JoJo, at, just looking yeah, at JoJo can track. go. Ain't no question about it. The guy's got a jet pack on his back, and he's got great change of direction. Orange Lutheran, they've got explosive offense. they got playmakers. Ford is a Juju Smith clone. Uh, Hawkins in the slot. Of course, we know Ethan Ray, he's out. But, I mean, they've got players. It's interesting to note, 
Sean Puma, the running back from Cathedral Catholic, who was dynamic last year as a sophomore fullback, kind of got shut down a little bit last week. Couldn't kind of get their running game going. They got upset by San Clemente. I got Orange Luanez. Yeah. I think Ryan Haleski goes up top, and they exploit the athletic mismatch on the outside versus Cathedral Catholic with his receivers and his playmakers. I think JoJo Hawkins' speed is the difference. Special teams and in the slot. I got Orange Lou kind of running away with this one by at least two touchdowns. Yeah, it's going to be a physical game. Cathedral, you mentioned that's a great point about Puma. And San Clemente, that's their strength is, is run defense. Shippy had two interceptions. He's a heck of a, a, heck of a player. So we'll see how t- my, my My concern with the Orange Lou has not been their skill. It's, it's mostly been can they man up, man up up front. Sure. Do they have the toughness up front to survive in the, in the Trinity League? This will be a good test for them against Cathedral Catholic for sure. Sarah High School. Yep. Taking on Punahou from Hawaii. Punahou is already 2 0. They played two games already. Okay. Um, got a big time quarterback, Stephen Barber. Probably the top quarterback or one of the top quarterbacks over in Hawaii. Uh, a big kid. They're always big up front, Punahou. Sure. Sarah, again, athlete for athlete. They are as good as anybody in the country. They got to win this game. They got to win. Sarah started off like 0 3 last year. Then they went on a run during the league play, won the Mission League. They need to win this game. It's got to be about Max, Brian Addison, John Jackson, LV Bunkley. Those guys need to make plays. They need to find the quarterback and settle on one guy, David Yuri. They need to find a running back, go to him. Dude, they played great defense last week. That, that's, that was the encouraging sign. They played great defense against a Narbonne team that, that's always good and physical up front. So if Sarah can get that offense rolling... They got a chance to be good this year. They got to win this game. Yeah, I don't know if they got the ability to get the offense rolling, though, Greg. I mean, if you look at it, they struggled against Servite in the scrimmage on offense. Last week, Max Williams takes a punt back. They scored two touchdowns. So one of them was on special teams. So they had one offensive touchdown, and that was a big 90-yard catch by Kobe Smith, which was one big play. So there's no consistency right now with the Sarah offense. Not sure which quarterback play or, or did QB2 ever get in the game. Or did QB1 stay in the entire time? But just no cohesiveness, no rhythm right now in the Sarah offense. They've got athletes. Their offensive line, it wasn't terrible. They should be able to execute, get the ball to the outside, run it inside and outside, let a guy pop one. They've got to get some rhythm on the offensive side of the ball, get the ball out fast, get the ball into the playmaker's hands quickly and let them kind of do the work. I don't know, Greg. I mean, it's my alma mater, and I'm shaking my head saying we've scored one touchdown that I know about offensively over the last two weeks. They're struggling, man. And and I don't know if Hawaii and going against Punahou, which is usually a top-rated team in the state, is the answer to their problems. I think Sarah goes down here against Punahou, and they start off 0-2. Plus a bad scrimmage against Servite. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Sarah, and I'm always partial to the teams from Hawaii. Um, but but I like Sarah to rebound in this game. I think they're gonna pull. I think they just have too many athletes. You can pretty much always say that, but you know what? <laughs> yeah, this week, had, this had, week, I mean it. They had too many athletes last week. They had too many athletes against Servite. I, I think uh, Narbonne. I, I think Narbonne and Servite are better teams than Punahou. Okay, I think they get it done. All right, GB, who we got next? We got a Thursday night game. Which means that our prediction is going to mean a whole lot. Game's going to be over when this show airs. That's all right, baby. But we got Mountain Point, who's always one of the better teams, one of the two or three best teams in Arizona. Sure. Going up against Chaminade, who we absolutely love this past the last two weeks. Yeah. 
Narbonne in the scrimmage, and then this past week against Oaks Christian. You know, one big thing for Mountain Point, they want to run the football. They were a smash-mouth team. This could be this two physical teams up front. Right. But maybe Mountain Point's most physical player up front, Matthew Polamau, yeah. is out for some time. Wow. That's a huge blow. Yeah. Someone wants to get downhill, run the ball with Andrew Van Buren, that big physical offensive line. Mountain Point's not going to make it easy for them. They got other guys that are equally big and strong and tough. Uh, my personal feeling, I think, I think someone's got a little too much for Mountain Point. I think, they think the Chaminade team is special. I think they got a chance to be really I agree with what you said about, you know, right there with Mission Viejo as 4A and 4B. Yeah. And I think Chaminade can, can be multidimensional offensively. They can run it. If you stack that box, they got Stevens, looks very good. They got Michael Wilson, who's very good. Shoot, Van Buren out of the backfield is very good. I think Mountain Point's a little more, you know, they won the ball. They're probably 70%, maybe even 80% run the football. They're not going to offer a whole lot. Maybe they'll play action, try to go deep if they can. But they want to try to just play mostly just kill the clock, run the ball, and play tough physical defense. I like Chaminade. I think think they're going to roll. I think they're really good. Yeah, I think they're a little bit too multiple, too multidimensional for Mountain Point. Uh, Mountain Point more of a... Like you said, Smash Mouth are kind of a one-dimensional team. If you kind of take that away from them, which we know Chaminade's got a very physical, very fast defense led by Blake Anzalados and, you know, Parks Kissinger, I think Mountain Point might struggle offensively. On the flip side of that, I think Chaminade is way too multiple offensively. They've got dynamic player. I think Michael Wilson uh, caught a deep ball last week, a pretty pass by Stevens, another out route, 15-yard timing route, balls right on the money. They got players on the outside. We already know about the running game with Van Buren behind that big physical offensive line. Stevens, a guy who's running and throwing, sliding out of pressure and keeping his eyes downfield with the quick release and a great decision maker. I do not see Mountain Point staying with them for four quarters. I'm taking Chaminade, 35, Mountain Point, 21. Chaminade by two touchdowns. Yeah, and Mountain Point's a pride, pro, proud program. Again, I was on the sidelines in Vegas about four or five years ago. They beat up Bishop Gorman. Really? That, that was that was Randall Cunningham was the quarterback oh, for Gorman. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah, that. So it, it yeah, wasn't, yeah, yeah. it was pre-Tate Martell when they really started to roll. But Gorman was still really good at that time. And watching Mountain Point, and obviously a different Mountain Point team, but just their style of football yeah. was impressive. Tough, physical, they play mean, they play angry, they'll hit you, they'll talk to you a little bit. They got an edge to the way they play. And, and 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 they won't back down. They won't flinch at all. I just feel like athlete for athlete. I think Shamanah's got too many athletes, and I and I think they're gonna you know, like we both mentioned it. Uh, multi-dimensional. I think that, that that puts them over the top. So it, I think it will be a, a, a fairly close game. I do like Shamanah though, and I love where their confidence is at. Absolutely, you know, as a football team right now, kind of smacking Narbonne and then putting a total, you know, I don't know. They put Oaks Christian in a freaking. Choke slam like the Undertaker and just put them in a body bag match and just took them underneath the earth and sh- crapped on them. I'm gonna say something I shouldn't have, Greg. Let's keep it clean, but, my uh, guy. My wife's listening yeah, to this. Hey, listen, Sha- no, Shamanai <laughs> looks good. Their confidence is up. They got players and they're gonna do a great job. Uh, Mission Viejo, who had a bye last weekend, is playing Vista Murrieta. Yep. This was a it's kind of a rematch that Mission beat Vista two years ago for a CF title. Both teams have now moved up a division. Mission is in D1. Uh, Vista's got some guys. Kalosh Shakur is one of my favorite receivers. Uh, I like Goodry. I like Plantier. 
I think Michigan's good. Though. I think Michigan's a, pretty much a loaded team everywhere you look. Up front, in the secondary, at receiver. I think Joey Yellen's going to have a really good season. I love those receivers. Elijah Griffin, Austin Osborne, they're both are special. They have a great secondary. I think Mission wins this game, and I think they start to roll a little bit. Yeah, I got Mission by about three touchdowns. I mean, they got a loaded squad. I know about Vista Marietta. They got players. Uh, but Mission's coaching is, is fantastic. They got athletes. We talked about their secondary on previous shows. Up front, they're physical. They got guys committed everywhere. They got playmakers. I got them right there with Shamanai as far as 4 and 4A four in the Pac-5 <clears throat> in terms of seeding or ranking. I think they match up well with Chaminade. I got mission by about three touchdowns. Great. They got a loaded squad. They're going to put the hammer down on Vista Mirada early and often. And I think they're going to run away in the second half. No question. Yeah, that, that could definitely happen. We got three games left, and these are all just absolute slobber knockers. How about Long Beach Poly? Yeah. Taking on Narbonne. Oh, yeah. Narbonne's had their way. I think Poly won a couple years ago, but up until that point, I want to say Narbonne's won three of the last four. Yep. I was at a game when they had 50 to nothing at halftime. That was years ago, but I was at that game. That was Troy Williams' senior year, I think. That was yeah. a really one of the probably two or three best city teams I've ever seen, that Narbonne team. Right. That team was special. Keyshawn Bieria, and yeah. they were good. I haven't seen that from Narbonne yet this year. You know, they got handled by Shamanad. No shame in that. Probably should have lost to Sarah. Yeah. Polly, man, if this is the year for them to make a run, this is AP's fifth year. Yeah. They're really good. Matt Corral's feeling confident. Yep. They got the receivers. They got the secondary. I get it. If there is a concern, Narbonne has no players going both ways. They are deep. And they're pretty strong up front. Yeah. They're going to pressure Matt. Jamar Jefferson has not played yet. He'll play this week. He's one of the top running backs in the area. Sure. He will make a difference. If Polly can protect Matt and run the ball a little bit, I like Polly's chances. If Narmont can make it kind of a, a an ugly game, kind of muck it up a little bit. Yeah. You know, make it, you know, coming down to the wire. In fact, Narbon, Jalen Chapman. Man, he just finds ways to win. He does, man. And, and credit those coaches at, at Narbonne, Manny Douglas. They just they find ways to win close games. They do. They always do. I'm going to take Polly. It, it, it's a tough one for me, though, because I, I have so much respect for Narbonne and what they've done for city football. They've elevated city football. Sure. At least they put themselves. Narbonne, in, in the discussion, is one of the top teams, whether you're from city or southern sex. Narbonne is just good. Absolutely. But I got to go with Polly. I think this is their year. Yeah. Um, I mean, Polly right now, they're an athletic mismatch for most teams across the country on the outside. I mean, the Markham Twins are phenomenal. Jalen Hall, we know the type of presence he has on the outside. He struggled a little bit catching the ball last week, but super talented. Athletically, man, they are on point right now. Matt Corral, his ability to escape the pocket and let it go reminds me a lot of Tony Romo, hmm. Greg Biggins. Tony Romo. Reminds me a lot of okay. Tony Romo. He's got that fiery arm, that fiery competitive attitude, moves around. He's not going to run for a bunch of yards. He's just going to buy time and escape pressure, keep his eyes downfield, and throw a dart. Really like what Polly's doing on defense. I thought they were physical up front. Wiley leading the the uh, middle linebacker job or spot with Wiley Perry coming up, being physical sideline to sideline. I'm taking Polly 
And I think it's it's bigger than what the experts think, Greg. I'm taking Polly by 17. I'm calling 34 to 17. I think Matt Corral throws for 300 plus. And I think Jalen Hall comes out of his shell this week and bounces back from a little bit of a struggling game last week. And I think they 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 go up on Narbonne 34 17, get the W. Okay. What do we got next? Jalen still had over 100 yards receiving. Yeah, he, so he had a, mentioned a couple of drops, but I think Jalen is kind of coming around a little bit. And the thing that I think one of Polly's biggest strengths is our secondary with LeBeau and Nixon and, yep. and Tally. Narbonne doesn't really throw the ball that much. I think almost kind of like Narbonne's offense um, is kind of def- set up to be more ground and pound. And so we'll see if Polly can, can stop him up front. Again, sure. they got some, uh, I don't want to say question marks, but Polly, right now, their strength on defense is at least probably their, you know, their secondary. I want to see their front seven really get after it. That'd any, be good. Any other week, Greg, I'd be at the Polly Narbonne game. I was there two years ago when Polly beat him. Won't be this week, though. Where are you going to be this week? TBA. TBA. Well, we got two games to go. We yep. got Centennial versus IMG. Yeah, yeah. IMG played a really good Chandler Arizona team, who's probably the top-rated team in Arizona this year. They they won that game, but they didn't really look that impressive. Yeah, they didn't dominate. And again, Chandler's good. So you're not going to dominate everybody, right? Right. I mean, Usain Bolt dominates everybody. No one else really does. Yeah. Centennial... I, I like that team a lot. Okay, talk about it. I'm just, I'm just looking at it as, as the matchup. Okay, obviously it's, it's they're gonna want to, they're gonna want to throw the ball, little quick hitters, the slants, the outs. That's it. That's Centennial's offense. IMG probably has the most ridiculous D line, you know, we've ever seen. Yeah, Xavier Thomas, Nolan Smith, Nolan Smith. Sure. Centennial has what Matt Logan has said, their best offensive line. Sure. Can they protect Tanner? If they can protect him and he has time, you got to, again, boxing matches, right? You could probably have Gary Bryan if you're IMG. Do you, do you have Bookie to shadow him everywhere all over the field? I think that'd be kind of fun to see as a fan, right? If Gary's in the slot, you are in the slot. If he's out wide, you're out wide. If he's in the backfield, you're just shadowing him because that's their, that's their go-to guy. They have a few other receivers. Yeah. But if there is a weakness in Centennial, they don't really have that dominant number two guy. They've always had a number two guy that was really good, too. Right. This year, they have guys, but Gary is is their dude. Yeah. Can Bookie shut him down, or do they even want Bookie to try to do that? You know, offensively, you know, IMG has a couple good running backs. You look at the stats right now. TJ uh, is, the, you know, their featured back, but... You know, they had the Sanders kid who had over 100 yards last week. He was the more effective running back for them. Sure. Centennial's defense, let's be honest, they're not known for being the steel curtain. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's putting it pretty lightly. If you're Centennial, you want to get one stop. You'll score every time. You get one stop, you win that game 60 to 50. If Centennial can get two or three stops, they're going to win this game. They should have won it last year. And again, credit Brian Hightower, or you know our guy out here West Coast. He made a great play on yeah, fourth and forever, catch. one-headed catch with a guy all over him. The end zone is a beautiful play. But that was a great game. But man, it might be a homer pick. But I'm leaning towards Centennial right now. Okay, hey, nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, I was taught a long time ago, Greg, when I was a ball player, that in a big game, Greg is going to come down to special teams and turnovers. I think these two teams, uh, Centennial's got the system, IMG's got the talent. I think it's going to be pretty evenly matched when you kind of mash it all up together. 
is going to be about special teams and turnovers. Who can protect the football and who can be sound in the kicking game? Very interesting to note. Gary Bryant played in the backfield. He played in the slot. He played out wide. I think if I'm IMG, I do shadow him with Buki if it's if it fits into their scheme of defense, right? Their overall defensive scheme. Buki, mature player, physical player. I think that's a tough matchup for Gary. Mm-hmm. But Gary, very competitive kid, <laughs> athletic, shifty, playmaker. Didn't really like IMG's offense, Greg. I thought the offensive line was a little bit sloppy. I wasn't very impressed with the quarterback, Satowski, who's committed to the University of Miami. Receivers were good. Uh, they got a sophomore kid who can really go up and get it. Of course, we know Brian Hightower, the SoCal native, is a player. I'm with you, though, Greg. As a matter of fact, Greg, I'm going to one-up you. Uh-oh. I'm taking Centennial to win it. It's a revenge game. They're going to avenge last year's loss by one point. I think Tanner McKee runs and throws and wills Centennial to a W and gives IMG their first loss in program history, I believe. I'm not sure what that record is, but I'll have to look that one up. I know they didn't lose last year. Yeah. I, I took Centennial. I thought you were going to one-up me by, by saying you're going to give like like three or four touchdowns. I thought you were going to say something crazy like that. You said you were leaning. I'm going to take Centennial. Okay. I'm going to take My one concern, though, and we, we're both banking on Tanner McKee having a great game. Don't get hurt, Tanner. Don't get hurt. <laughs> as much as he likes to run and get after it, don't don't think for a second that IMG coaches aren't saying nothing dirty, but hey, when he takes off and runs, yeah. you punish him. Yeah, as you they hit should. hit him as hard as you can. Clean, but eventually, yeah. war of attrition. Tanner, don't get hurt, my man. We need you. Last but not least. Go with it. Bishop Gorman. Riding a 55-game winning streak. Wow. And they have played everybody. Haven't ducked anybody. Haven't Rick. ducked anybody. Yeah. Speedy Naylor, Brevin Jordan, EA. Jimmy Tellis. Jimmy Tellis. Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Yeah. Adam Plant. Jacob Asaya. They got dudes. They got players. They got, they're so well coached. Yeah. Strength and conditioning program is college level right now. Kenny Sanchez does an amazing job as the head ball coach. Ain't no question. I think Kenny could play right now. Yeah, he's so you fired see how up. Jacked he is, man. Yeah, that's my guy. He's doing some. He's doing some stuff in that gym. Oh yeah, that weight room right there is worth three points. Oh yeah, that is the best high school weight At room least. I've ever seen. Modern day, last week. You look at the score. People say, oh, you know what? They didn't blow up Bishop Amont. We kind of knew that was going to happen. They weren't going to blow him. Bishop Amont played well. Yeah. Aaron, Mald- Aaron Maldonado had a game. Yeah. He was tough to block. No C.J. Parks. Yep. No Amon Ross St. Brown. Right. They're not bad. Right? They're, They're pretty, pretty good, good at pretty football. Pretty good football. Yep. They ran the ball. Chris Street. Oh, yeah. Sophomore. sophomore good-looking player. Oh, yeah. Jacoby Harper. How about J.T. Daniels with a little... 27, 28-yard touchdown scamper. With the dead leg. He's going, hey, you guys saying I can't you know, run a little bit? Not us, but just the general perception. Yeah. Check me out. Yeah. Defensively, you know what? They're good up front. Better than I expected. Really? Uh, they, they've done some things. Tui Halamaka yeah. is good. He's, he's a difference he's a maker. Transfer. He's a difference maker. He's 280 up front. What they've done... Drew Falau, who played offense, they moved him to defense. Oh, okay. He had, he's 265. Sure. Started last year every game on offense. He's I now remember. their starting defensive end. Three sacks last week. Okay. Watch the tape. He looks good. All three of those backers look very good. 
talking to a coach, they were pleasantly surprised at how disciplined Solomon and Mace were. Always in the right place, mm-hmm. fundamentally sound. Right. Mace was off that edge, batted down two or three balls, had a sack. Solomon had several stops. Jack Genova's healthy and making plays. That secondary looks pretty good. It's young. It's going to be stressed big time this week. This is going to be a huge test. So I would not judge this week's Marday team by last week's game. I think Marday ran the ball, and I, I love the quote from Coach Rollins. He said, you know what? He wants to be more balanced this year. Get rid of the air raid attack. Or not fully get rid of it, just maybe dial it down a little bit. Yeah. When you know you can throw, you can still do it. Yeah. They're going to be able to, hopefully they can protect them. Yeah. Right? Because they got five offensive linemen that are all very good. Colin Check, Koa, Tommy, Ka- Murray, Murrow. Oh, oh, Murrow. Yeah. George Mikey Hahn is in that rotation as a freshman. They're, yeah. they're going to be good. For me, this game is so hard to call. I made a comment a long time ago that I would never pick against De La Salle. I just wouldn't. I saw them win too many games. Where if they were playing the New England Patriots, I would say De La Salle is going to win the game. Because I'm just so. I, that's how I feel about Bishop Gorman. Yeah. There's something about them. Credit Tate Martell for kind of being that guy who just willed them to win games. Yeah, and I think Dorian has that same type of same type of juice to him. I thought he will find a way to win a game for his team. Defensively, they got dudes, but man, I'm kind of leaning a little bit toward Modern Day. I'm not going to lie. I think if 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 Modern Day doesn't win this game with all the talent they have, it's on their turf out here in Southern California. I just when is it going to happen? So I'm I'm leaning a little bit. I want to hear your breakdown though. How how are you? What are you thinking? Sure, well, I thought you broke down the game beautifully in terms of the players. I want to look a little bit at, at, at some matchups, Greg. I want to look at Bishop Gorman's receiving core versus a young, inexperienced but talented modern day secondary. That's my concern. If you look at Bishop Gorman's Receiving threats. You're talking Speedy Naylor, an Arizona State commit, close to being an Under Armour All-American offer. You're talking about Brevin Jordan, maybe the top tight end in the country, who's special. Jimmy Tellis, we talked about him, his ability to make plays in space and catch the football. They're going up against what, three sophomores yep. in the secondary, and we know they're talented. Elias Ricks. He's got a special skill set at his size. Zion is a physical specimen as a 10th grader. And Dorian Green-Warren is a guy that can do a little bit of both. He can cover, he can turn, he can come up and be physical and make tackles. But you're talking about three sophomores going against three very, very good, very productive and talented receiving threats. That's a tough matchup. No doubt. You better get pressure on a quarterback Tough to get pressure on Dorian Thompson Robinson because of his feet and his legs and his vision. And they have a great O line too at Gorman. They've said this is one of their better. They've got led by Jacob Isaiah, who was dominant in the offseason. I thought. Yeah, I did too. Um, I just think it's a tough matchup right there for modern day. And when you look on that, on the flip side, or watch Bishop Gorman, I mean, they're aggressive up front defensively. Pali EA. And Adam Plant, they really get after people. They're secondary. I thought they covered well. I thought they were really physical. They come up and hit. Of course, we know C.J. Parks and I'm on Raw. Not too many people can match up with those guys. 
I think it comes down to the quarterbacks, Greg, in this game. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the UCLA commit, versus JT Daniels, the USC commit. We're going to get a chance to see these guys in the future face off, I'm sure, in a rivalry game. But you're talking about on this big stage at the Santa Ana Bowl, I think it's going to come down to JT making three or four special throws down the football field. I think it's going to take Dorian Thompson-Robinson to be patient because I think they'll play soft from outer day. They know they got three sophomores. They're not going to try to match up man-to-man versus a Bishop Gorman receiving corpse that's loaded. They'll play a soft zone. Dorian's got to take what's given to him, check the ball down when necessary. It's just a, it's a tough call for modern day. I know they're loaded. They got players. But Gorman, they got special heart. They get down. They don't flinch. They come back and smack people. DTR is special with the football in his hands, the quarterback, and the gun. I think Brevin's a difference maker receiving the ball. And I just think that that youth in the secondary is going to come back to bite modern day. I got Gorman winning this one by 10-plus. Okay. So you don't think it's even going to be close? No, I think it'll be close. I think Gorman will pull away at the end. Maybe they're up six. Maybe they're up three um, towards the end of the game. And I think they'll they'll put a nail in the coffin. You know, the you know what I would love to see? I would love to see a, a tie game with like two minutes left. And DTR or JT has the ball. Sure. I want to see what these guys do under pressure. What are you made of? I want to see one of them lead them to a touchdown or a field goal. Yeah. And the other guy have to match. I don't care which one. Yeah, no. I just want to see that. I, I love what you said. I, I totally agree uh, about the young Mare secondary, but also has to be said, Gorman is young in their secondary as well. Uh, they got Speedy Naylor going both ways, and they don't typically have that. This is true. In the past, they've been able to do that. Remember, their best corner last year, uh, Alex Perry was their best corner last year, but their best returning corner was probably Greg Oliver, yeah. who, who since transferred to Sarah is not eligible, but um, they got Speedy out there playing. Another thing, look at the stats. Gorman didn't run the ball that much right. last week. Obviously, DeMath is good. They were big and physical, big man. Big and physical. Yeah. I, I'm just so curious to see how Gorman, how that secondary matches up against modern day. If they did choose to go, you know what, we're going to go four wides. Okay, you double team Amon Ra. Okay, who's going to cover CJ, Nico, Brew, and then our tight end out, the, out of the, you know. Sure. We got, I, I, I think I think uh, it'll be the game plan for both teams. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no. So I almost think whichever team can game plan around their their secondaries against those receivers, sure, probably wins the game. But I would love to see it come down to one final possession and see what quarterback man does doesn't flinch. Yeah, uh, that's what I want to see. So this is gonna be fun, man. I'm I'm, I'm gonna be there. Yeah, I'll be there right alongside with you, man. I can't wait. It's going to be good. I'd love to see an overtime game. Yeah. Like we saw last week with St. Thomas and, Wasn't bad. and Bosco. So, but I tell you what, if Gorman wins this game, there should be no doubt that they're the number one team. And, and they should be for as long as they stay undefeated. And if Marde pulls it out, they should be number one. It, it just, how much luster would it come off that Bosco Marde game if Marde loses this one? Now all of a sudden you have this potential one versus two, and they both have a loss coming into that game. So Yeah, lose a little bit. But uh, it, it's going to be fun. I can't wait for it. it can't, I'm excited. It, it's going to be great. The transparent truth will be in the building. There ain't no question about it. We're going to let the rubber meet the road. We're going to call it how we see it, baby. That's how we get down over here. So <laughs> just kind of bringing this thing to a close. Fun matchup show today? Oh, my gosh. I love the show. It was excellent, Good man. times. Good Friday times. Friday matchup show. It's a lot of fun. We appreciate you joining us. Follow us on social media. 
at Coach Keith underscore MP on Twitter, at Greg Biggins. The Trans Truth 92 on Twitter as well. It's a lot of fun, man. The matchup show every Friday. Rock with us, roll with us, jump on board, because this train ain't stopping no time soon. There's a new sheriff in town, and his name is Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool. <laughs>